0: Let's chat about self-doubt, the thing that we have all experienced and the thing that we all don't really know how to overcome. It's going to be different within each and every one of us. I read something this morning. Oh, just dropped my mic. Okay, I thought about clipping that out, but... I might give some of you a good laugh to hear the unedited versions of my podcast, so I'm leaving it in. But this morning was inspired by my devotional time, and I don't want every single podcast to be about... God, Christianity, and faith, but it really is a huge part of my success and my mindset and my beliefs, and how I've overcome these things. So it does play a huge role in what I am trying to share. And as I share these things, it's just basically based on A, my own experience, B, the things that I have learned through my own experience, through books, through coaching sessions. But most importantly, it's when I get quiet. And I allow God and the Holy Spirit to kind of work through me, and I like to call it divine downloads or divine wisdom. And this morning, I really felt like I had this divine wisdom, this aha moment, and I sat down at my computer and started typing out this podcast, and it kind of just came to me, and I was like, whoa, this is really powerful. I want to record this right away. So self-doubt. The instruction is for us to live up to what we already know and live out what we have already learned. You are always going to feel like you have more to learn. There's always going to be more for you to learn, but the key to it is to stop letting that stop you. The feeling of, I have so much more to learn. The feeling of, I want to learn this, I want to seek this truth, I want this, I need to know this before I start this. It's stopping you from actually taking the next step because you feel like you need to learn certain things before you pursue a new endeavor. Imposter syndrome is a result of feeling like you're not prepared enough for the position that you're in. That self-doubt is preventing you from actually taking advantage of what you already know and utilizing what you've already learned. So think about that. What do I already know? What have I already learned? And how can I apply that rather than what don't I know and what do I need to learn to pursue this? If you're constantly searching for new knowledge, if you're constantly educating yourself, And you're in a constant state of seeking truth. Are you ever really taking action on what you already know? Or are you actually doing yourself a disservice? Because honestly, the more you learn, the more you feel like you don't know. And the more you realize you have a lot to learn, the more self-doubt you have. And the less action you take. And you're not applying what you've already learned. And this could be why you're feeling stuck. You know too much, but you feel like you still have a lot to learn. That epiphany for me was huge because I was that person who was reading book after book. I would, like a book a week, I was trying to consume all this personal development, and entrepreneurship, business-oriented content, and learn the secrets to success, and figure out how I needed to get my routines on the same track as this person that was super successful, and I was consuming, consuming, I was on these trainings, I was YouTubing, I was constantly plugged in and trying to learn, and I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere, and I felt like I was stuck and maybe you feel this too where you're standing in the middle of the road and you're looking in all these different directions and you're not sure which way to go or you're not even sure that you can make a move and maybe it's like you feel debilitated because you've got way too much information floating in your head and you're not taking action on what you already know the bible says Only let us live up to what we have already attained. You cannot go beyond what is written, so you need to start where you're at with what you have and know that that is enough through Christ who strengthens you. And you are amply supplied and God will meet all of your needs according to his riches and his will. When you're feeling self-doubt, consider these things. Why? What is it that you're feeling like you don't have or don't know? And how can not having or not knowing those things actually be to your benefit? Sometimes ignorance truly is bliss. Sometimes ignorance on fire gets you a lot further than knowing all. Because you don't know all of the pros and cons. You don't know all of the could happens and all of the what ifs. You're not going to stop yourself. You're more likely to make a move. You're more likely to go after what it is you want. And sure, you're more likely to fail. You're more likely to face obstacles and be judged. But those are all things that deliver growth. The result of not going after it is far more disappointing in the long run than risking it and failing. Consider that self-doubt is point blank not trusting yourself. So, why don't you trust yourself? Is it lack of trust in yourself stemming from something that you did in the past? Some failure, some self-inflicted disappointment such as breaking your own promise or not following through on something you told yourself that you would do? Not trusting yourself completely in every endeavor is completely normal. I prove myself wrong all the time. That's the point. Even when I have self-doubt, I make moves. Even when I'm not totally confident in myself, I step into it and I give myself the chance to either figure it out or fail knowing that I tried my best and it somehow equipped me for the next thing coming my way. Consider that maybe it's not about self at all self-doubt truly is selfish. First of all, doubting yourself, your abilities, your gifts, your skills, it's keeping you from living out your purpose, which is doing a disservice to everybody around you. Self-doubt means that you're thinking more about you and less about the people around you or the impact that you can have or the ways that you can glorify God. If you get to a point of transcending this sense of self me, 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 I, if you move past this point of being consumed by your own limiting beliefs and into this energy of powerful confidence that's outside of yourself, I know what is for me will not pass me and what is sent to me, I am equipped to handle not because of who I am, but because of who he is for God will not give you more than you can handle and when your flesh fails, it is him who gives you strength. There have been so many times where I didn't know the answer, I didn't know the right advice to give, so many podcasts or captions that I didn't feel like were my own, but it's through being less connected to my own shortcomings, less connected to my own worldly desires, less concentrated by my own human abilities that I've become less doubtful of myself and more confident in him. is self-doubt self-imposed or is it someone in your life planting these insecurities in your head? Maybe it isn't self-doubt, but it's actually environmentally inflicted. We've heard this before. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Who you spend time with, what they think of you, how they support you, greatly impacts your mindset towards your ability to achieve the things that you want. If the people who take up the most time don't believe in you, then how are you supposed to believe in you? If the people who take up most of your time don't believe in you, then you have to believe in you and have unwavering faith in your purpose, which is a lot harder to do if you're constantly around people who don't support the life you're trying to build. Maybe you can't think of a current person or influence right off the top of your head that may be planting these self-doubts, but consider that it could be have been from your childhood, from a past teacher, from a past boyfriend, or even from one single incident that made you feel like you weren't good enough. You may have stored that person what that person said, and you may have stored that feeling or that emotion in your mind and body, and it's been something that's been defining your life without you even knowing it. A lot of my self-doubt has been triggered through moments in my human experience that I didn't even consciously remember. It's taken a lot of work to really uncover, unbury, and release these stored emotions that have been not only impacting my purpose and my walk in life, but it's been impacting my mental health, my emotional health, and then my physical body. When you store these traumas, but like I feel like we elevate the word trauma in terms of like, well, we have to have some big trauma for it to mean anything, but Small things can cause trauma in your life and it can be a ripple effect into your future. It doesn't have to be some big audacious thing that you're trying to accomplish. It doesn't have to be this sense of self-doubt that you need to overcome in order to go and change the entire world or like solve climate change or find the cure to cancer. Like I know I speak directly to entrepreneurs or I act like someone's listening who is setting up to change the entire world, but you can truly change the world through overcoming yourself, stepping into your purpose and influencing just one person at a time. We all have different gifts. We all have different purposes and they're all Truly, no one is above another person. No one's purpose or gift or skills or abilities is going to be greater than any one specific person. Like God has a set divine will and purpose over each of our lives that are just as significant as another. You can be a stay at home mom, raising a God honoring son with amazing manners and a warm heart and that son can grow up to alter his sphere of influence in some way because of you because of your purpose of being the most amazing mother to that son. You can be in corporate America working a nine-to-five, and you can influence the coworker next to you in the cubicle by simply walking to your desk with a smile on your face, noticing their new haircut, or even simply just noticing them. You never know, someone you see every single day may be going through something, by, and by simply giving them a compliment and walking in light, it could alter their life. So your influence, your purpose, your energy, your ability to overcome your own self-doubt and step into this confident version of yourself is going to impact the world around you. It's going to bring opportunities to you for you to express that confidence, that gift, that knowledge. Not about... 100% knowing through and through your entire purpose in life. It's not about being able to articulate exactly in a 30-second elevator pitch what you're here on this planet and this earth to do. I don't personally know that. I don't personally know word for word exactly with 100% confidence what my purpose here is. All I know is I am stepping forward in faith every single day To overcome myself, overcome this self-doubt that is constantly planted in my head by whether that be the enemy or my own limiting beliefs, insecurities, self-doubt, and mental health. Every single day I'm working to overcome that and step into this version of myself that is God-honoring, that is meant to glorify God, that lives on this earth with the Holy Spirit within me. And I I honestly just each and every day pray that I walk out my purpose without even knowing it. I think that's what faith comes down to. It's live by faith, not by sight. I don't need to see specifically outlined what I'm meant to do here. I just need to walk in faith every single day and be confident in our Lord every single day that he is going to use me. He's going to use the experiences that I've had. He's going to use the, the trauma. He's going to use all of the things within my life, good and bad to glorify him. But only if you overcome yourself first, I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. It's like, well, you know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, and why would God have this happen to me? And I, you, know, you can choose to have the pity mentality about it. You can choose to be pessimistic. You can choose to be a victim, or you can choose to see that situation as how can I honor God through this season? How can this bad situation actually be turned to the good because God turns all things to good for those who love him and honor him. And so that's just one big example of when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, I made the decision to glorify God through that extremely hard time in my life when I was very sick. I remember sitting down and thinking, okay, God did not give me this. First of all, like, He didn't give me Crohn's disease, but because I had Crohn's disease, I looked at it as I have this platform of 10,000 followers at the time. How can I use this situation to share with my following what I'm going through, what I'm learning, how I'm changing my diet, how I'm healing myself holistically, and be positive and be a light through a dark season? And so maybe we don't even have one singular purpose. Maybe some of our purpose is just to be that optimistic light in the lives of other people, that example through what we're going through. Maybe that is my purpose, to just be an encourager, a healer, inspiring, and just share my truth in my life, in my day-to-day life, in person, online, wherever, whenever. Maybe my purpose is simply to show up and glorify God, and influence all of you through that. Maybe your purpose is to find the silver lining in whatever you're going through. To be the rock, the solid foundation for your family who might be going through some hard times. Maybe your purpose right now in this season while you're going through financial hardship is to actually be generous and give to other people out of your poverty. Maybe it's to be optimistic in your family, to your husband. Maybe it's to continue to keep a positive mindset and a positive energy around your kids even when things are hard. It doesn't have to be this big, grand, massive purpose. It's just how you're living out Your life. It's how you're overcoming your self doubt constantly and working to walk in truth.